Hey everyone, welcome to Up for Discussion, where Johnny and I discuss things. That are up <laughs> for discussion. <laughs> well, hey, we hope you're doing well, and we're continuing on in our series. Um, I think, is this number four? Let's see, we did media, right. family, so this is number three. Yeah. All right, today is echoing a new narrative on the mountain of arts and entertainment. And we are so passionate about this area because it, it really, unlike any of the other areas, it connects with the next generation, the younger generation. All of us in our younger years, that was the thing we were the most drawn to is all the ways that we experienced being entertained. So first of all, I just want to start by praying. Yeah. And then I'm going to make a couple of quick comments and hand it over to you for a few minutes. Sounds really good. So Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would speak to us. We are all not only affected by this area of culture, and we are in a time in history where we're just seeing it in such a new light. And um, it's shocking what we're seeing. It's shocking what is being exposed and uncovered. And yet we know there's nothing new under the sun. All of the ways that um, we are broken and that come out in our entertainment, you've seen and known us as, as humanity for all of time in this way. And you still have the better way. You still have the solutions and God, for those that are called specifically to this area of culture, we pray for them that they would hear your voice and, and above Johnny and I and our discussion, that they would just hear you in the midst of this, this short time together, Lord, that you would speak things to their hearts that would challenge them, encourage them, instruct them to um, really take ground in, in this area of society. And Father, we pray for this next generation all of us are responsible for seeing um, your kingdom come to arts and entertainment, if for no other reason than how it affects um, the young adults and children in our generation and the generations to come. And we ask God that in our generation, we would see a shift like we could not even imagine right now mm. in this area of culture, because that is your heart and you have incredible ways of showcasing who you are as creator through your sons and daughters in this area of culture. And you have incredible ways of providing for those that are called to bring change to this area of culture. So we say yes, and we ask that you would just speak to us and through us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the first thing I just wanted to point out is the obvious. What do we mean when we say arts and entertainment? It's actually probably one of the most broad areas of culture um, that we refer to mm -hmm. as a mountain because it includes everything from the obvious arts that you, you would think of when you hear the word art to all the ways that we're entertained mm -hmm. from culinary experiences, right. food, cooking, um, all sports, all sports, all the ways that we host people, um, like any mountain, it spills over into the other mountains there. Obviously there's a, big component that's financial in this area of culture. Um, there's a big component that is family oriented. Um, so sports from professional all the way down to what our kids get involved in. Everything that re represents creativity, creativity coming out in all the various forms. That's what this is about. So yeah. And not only that, but it's how each of us, um, expresses our own creativity, but also how we get entertained by others' creativity and talent. Um, so it's pretty broad, the subject. And as we've been talking about echoing a new narrative, in case you haven't seen our previous episodes around this theme, um, you know, just like you would stand, uh, you know, you think of that, the, the Alpines? No, what is the Alps? The Alps. The Alps. Alpines. The Alps, the mountains, they're all these huge mountains, a mountain range, and you could stand on one of the mountains in the range and shout out, and what you shout out echoes off the other mountains and back and forth. There's an echo. There is a, um, a narrative, a story that is being told about God through every area of culture. And 
when we do each area of culture our way and we're broken, then what we're echoing is not the truth about who God is. It's actually a lie. When we were meant to experience in each area of culture, each of these mountains, we were meant to experience an aspect of how incredible and good and loving God is. Mm -hmm. And we experience that obviously in different ways on the different mountains. So in arts and entertainment, we were meant to experience the face of God as creator. And Johnny's going to kind of get into a little bit of those nuances right now. And then we want to talk about how these things actually apply to this area of culture right now at this time in history. Yeah, because that's what we want to do. It's maybe a little different than just providing the resource that would be in our books and yeah. our material is really looking at it through through the lens of today, right now, or 2023. And it really is... Um, it is amazing how the Mountain of Arts and Entertainment has stood out in the last couple of years mm -hmm. with the discovery of this whole, we'll say, globalist agenda. They have clearly keyed on Hollywood and what goes under Hollywood, everything to do with arts and entertainment, as, um, as uh, key assets to be deployed in order to control the narrative. They understand that particularly our kids, you know, I think you were mentioning even perhaps all recent generations um, have, you know, we've been inspired by what is the creative world and all that kind of uh, truth, but there's just not, been nothing like this last generation where it's so available, but it's on your phone right in front of you. Mm -hmm. So they provided the phone to be your entertainment and then they put their entertainment on it. And so there has been no greater brainwashing tool, uh, no greater propagandizing tool than when than what's there now really not everything because well, that's what i was going to go yeah well, i was going to go next though it has created it's it's just what always happens the enemy comes in he has this perfect plan the internet looked like it was just a tool for pornography when it was first announced and came out we were mm -hmm. uh, all certain that it was the devil's that's all it could be that's all it could be and now we see a great uh, uh great kingdom value for everything to do with internet and all, you know the worldwide net web, and same here. We're particularly in the last ten years. Um, I think it's almost ten years now. We have seen unprecedented release of what is anywhere from good Christian to kingdom. They're not all necessarily all the same. Uh, there's a lot of overlap there, and so you know, just even out of Hollywood, we have. Um, more movies than ever the last 10 years. And it's just every year there's several or multiple. Um, I think there's at least 20 going on all the time, really. And and they're getting better and better at quality entertainment value mm -hmm. as well. And I think we were talking ourselves, just example of The Chosen uh, being something that is such a fresh perspective, yeah. a fresh way to present Jesus and his disciples. And it is impacting the masses in an unprecedented way. So we can't just say Hollywood is... And even in sports, we're seeing so many, oh, yeah. Yeah, so many, like the quarterbacks of the Super Bowl teams were, were both um, outspoken believers, and, and that becomes uh, more the norm. I think I, I was studying into it last year that 70% of all uh, the starting quarterbacks of the NFL were outspoken believers. And so it becomes, it's a, it's a platform that becomes available. So with our understanding of the seven mountain mandate, which is just a kingdom mandate, the salt, the salt and light mandate, there is such an opportunity for us and for the body of Christ. I think that's part of what's on our heart to get across to all the viewers that this is not just frill entertainment on top of the real kingdom stuff that though it goes under, uh, you know, we call it arts and entertainment. Um, it really is, I think the official name we have from the foundational teachings is the mountain of celebration, mm -hmm. that our God is a celebrating God and his presence, his fullness of joy at his right hand pleasures forevermore. That's what we're going to experience in heaven is just the awe of his creativity. We're going to be stunned and we're going to be um, under the effects of the good humor and the good atmosphere of heaven. And so this is clearly perhaps the most undervalued of the seven mountains as far as kingdom people, understanding the value of what it can do, what it could do. Mm -hmm. Though the imagination is 
is expanding based on things, you know, mm-hmm. with the things like the chosen other. And you can speak more on that in a moment. So I just want a, a reminder, because we do have from our, our resources and all the way back from the Seven Mountain Prophecy and then our book Rise, is just uh, kind of frame what the mountain of arts and entertainment, the mountain of celebration, what it what it looks like, uh, who are the key spiritual players. And this is what we've been doing on the others as well. So, uh, for instance, we've identified an enemy of, uh, you know, the children of Israel had seven, seven enemy nations, the Hittites, Jebusites, Gergesites, all the ites. And so we've, we've discovered one per each one of these mountains. And so there is the Hivites are, are they're important. Um, they're the ones that are the enemy. We're not telling you the why. That's all in our resources. We're just hitting it real quick. The Hivites, the, um, they, uh, they represent compromise. And they were the ones that the Gibeonites were Hivites. And they pretended to be who they weren't in order for even Joshua to make uh, uh, a covenant of peace with them. And, and so it's interesting. We didn't discover, I didn't discover till last year, the year before, that within the Illuminati strain or whatever of Hollywood, they have a whole segment that goes under Hivites. Like it, it wasn't just revelation that I got that this is something they operate wow. under. And so, but it's compromise. The way that, you know, creativity is of God, uh, humor is of God, the creative arts feasting. are of God, music, Competition. feasting, colors, all of that is God, 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 God. The enemy just comes in. Satan, Lucifer, he's the distorter, the counterfeiter, the, uh, the compromise agent. And so he, he turns it all uh, into a distortion of the image of God. So our assignment on that mountain becomes to re-image him properly as he's meant to be. The God who is well said, yeah. all creative, all loving, all beautiful, great humor, etc., etc. His entertaining, his arts... All the ways he's creative brings life and not death. And so those are his boundaries. His actually produces joy. The the, the counterfeit version produces um, Satan's come to kill, steal, and destroy. So yeah. it's... Exactly. It's like, just like to see beauty on the screen, if we look at it that way, whether male or female, there's something... Uh, a, just good, wholesome about it. But then the enemy, he distorts it. So then it's about seductiveness, poses of seductive, and you know, taking off more clothes, revealing more things. And so you, there's just a line you cross over and you're now in the distortion of what is good. And so that's what uh, the enemy uh, has done. So it's a reminder for all of you who are operating on that mountain. That's who you, that is who you go against. Those are the run of the mill demons that are there. They're the Hivites. They're the ones getting you to compromise. Hey, you know, this is going to get you in a better position. Go ahead and get drunk with this crowd. Yeah, hang out. Yeah, cross the line morally because you're going to get in a better position so you can position, you know, Christian material at a higher level. If you if you fall to that, then you're already operating by the guidelines of that kingdom. And you can't operate by the guidelines of that kingdom and advance his kingdom. So that's just something important to remember the principality Jezebel the obvious she means you can just see how she goes with compromise uh this is seduction and and so we have learned as never before that it is there's a great intentionality within what would be like the Illuminati uh way of advancing where you you literally appeal to a dark spirit in order to advance you on that mountain. So you bow uh, and seduce to receive glory. So you bow to the dark side, you make uh, promises, blood covenants, do all kinds of dastardly things, a lot of things that have come out in the last two or three years. And you do that to advance. And, um, you know, in the Jezebel version of creativity, all the glory goes to me. In the God version of it, the glory all goes to him. It's like just the simplest uh, opposite kingdom reality that is taking place there. And, and yes, Jezebel, you make the agreements with the demonic, with the dark side. Jezebel will take you to the top of the mountain. Um, most of the ones that are the A actors, the A everything else, have made some agreement with Jezebel, the dark side, 
And not that they know it's called that, but what she represents. I want the, at the A level there, there's a high percentage that do. And, and, um, what, whether it's Jezebel, they know it's, the yeah, dark they know side. it's the dark side. They, they may not say it by that by name, by but that name. yeah. So, Lucifer, they might just go straight for Lucifer. I know. Yeah. So Jezebel will take you to the top, but once you get there, she's going to throw you over yeah. and, you know, spit out your bones and it's going to be a celebration for, uh, for hell. But, and it's just, just a good, uh, reminder as well. We've pointed out without explaining much here other than the archangel of the mountain of arts and entertainment is, is an angel named Jehudiel. And Jehudiel means the glory goes to God. So Jezebel is the one stealing the glory, robbing the glory. You do whatever is necessary. You sleep with whoever, you drink whatever, you take whatever, you make any covenant uh, you need to in order to go uh, to get the glory for yourself. And then Jehudiel, um, and again, if you wonder where that name comes from, it's out of a book of Enoch is part of it. That's all we can tell you uh, right now. And it's more just... If, if you were willing to accept that Jezebel is the principality, you have to know that we have an equivalent or better the equivalent good guy. And so it would op, it would offer, he would operate in the opposite spirit. So uh, you get the first four letters of Jehu, D-L, J-E-H-U. If you remember, it was Jehu, the king that, well, he was the future king, was on his way to being king, anointed by Elisha. And he's the one that casts down Jezebel. So you want to be the original Jezebel, the original not the spirit of the actual Jezebel, right? The actual Jezebel um, that actually made Elijah quit. She threatened Elijah, made him quit, and and then she came onto the porch and said, painted herself, you know, red and just looking. Oh, who look who's coming? And she thought she had, she thought she had authority to um, to tempt, bring down in some way the captain Jehu, and he said, cast her down. Let her be fed to the dogs. You want to have something inside of you that's aligned with the glory goes to God. And so anything you see that is glory stealing, glory robbing, something in you, just even in your own life, you want to cast down every Jezebelic thing that's operating in your own life that would that would be in a place there of compromise or in a place of, of, of forgetting that this is all about the kingdom, advancing the kingdom. And this is this is why we are to show up on that mountain. We show up on the mountain, not for us to finally be, you know, I just wanted to be a somebody my whole life. That's not it. Get that insecurity dealt with in a different way because you can't really be in a position uh, to be one who operates in alignment with Jehu, Jehudiel, the glory goes, goes to God. So anyway, those are um, uh, just a couple of the quick reminders, perhaps a little bit, and you just jump in anywhere on this uh, as well. Um, we identify for all these mountains the basic lie being perpetuated by God. And it's hard to cover it all in a simple, it fits in a little box here, but it's amazing what we came up with and how true it is that, you know, the lie, like we had dressed for family, the lie is God has abandoned us and rejected us. And in media, God doesn't have a good plan for us. So that lie it's as you kind of slice it up and dig into it, you're like, oh, wow, that really is what's being advanced. God doesn't want us to have fun. And so we get that because we're like, because God is, he's a holy God. Mm -hmm. He's too serious about sin. We all have a problem with sin. God can never be enjoying us. He can't be enjoying anything because he's got this, you know. And so number one, because he's worried about our sin and then he's, uh, you know, it's just, it's too frivolous a matter. You know, joy is too frivolous uh, for him. And that's a distortion because we can't give away what we don't have and what we don't own ourselves. If we don't understand that he is the, the fun, creative, and his presence is fullness, not a little wry humor, fullness of joy. And there's a reason when the Holy Spirit poured out in Acts chapter 2, the first thing that happened when there's a full dimension of the throne room cast down onto earth, it is, and these are not drunk as you suppose, there's a great joy that comes. And so the world has been robbed um, from this understanding of how fun our God is, how enjoyable he is, how creative he is. They're robbed from it because we as the church have been too serious-minded too. That's foolishness. So back to our, you know, our 
our uh, theme of echoing a new narrative. We're aware that there is an agenda by the enemy, people that partner with the enemy, to literally spread a particular narrative. But when we talk about a narrative, we're talking about the truth or the lie about God. So what is it that we're echoing? What If you're called to this area of culture, what are you called to echo? What's the narrative that you can align yourself with when you are being entertained, when you are celebrating? Um, because we're responsible on both sides of it. We're, we're responsible really in three ways. We're responsible for if we are putting out something creative or celebratory, is it echoing the right narrative? If we are being entertained and we're, we're you know, participating in sports or being entertained by sports or being, you know, attending an event or a play or a production or, a, you know, are we, we're part of echoing that narrative because echo doesn't just start with the person that produces it. You're just as responsible if you continue on that ripple. And so when we participate, we're part of that echo. The third way is in the financing of it, which we can get oh, into yeah, in a few yeah, minutes. Yeah. But, you know, you usually have to pay for something that you're being entertained by or you're participating in an event or right. a piece of art that you collect or uh, everything you buy to decorate your home. Right. Uh, you know, it. this mountain of arts entertainment is so broad and it probably gets a large percentage of our money. Mm-hmm. So... That when we talk about the narrative, it goes back to what you were just saying. God doesn't want us to have fun, or God wants us to enjoy life. Which is the narrative that you're echoing? And that might sound a little shallow, but let's just apply it here for a second. So, for example, when you uh, let's say um, an actor participates in a movie and their part and the movie itself is like a, a story that's just full of compromise, you know, right. and maybe even the message the takeaway is, is life is better if you compromise. And, um, and so how does that echo the narrative that God doesn't want us to have fun? Well, to me, I remember how when I was originally asking God about these particular lies and truths mm-hmm. that that we're now talking about, I remember thinking about arts and entertainment, and I and I went flashback to the one year that I taught um, third grade. Yeah. I was a school teacher for one year, and of course, in all the classroom doors, there's a, a window on the door so that if the teacher or somebody goes out, you can still have a view into the room to see the students. And so I, I was pregnant that year and I had to go to the bathroom all the time <laughs> when I was pregnant. And so I'd have to step out a lot. And so I remember every single time I would tell them the same thing. And then sometime I would actually look where they couldn't see me back through the window to see, but I would tell them, this is an opportunity for you to choose obedience when no one is looking. And so when we were when we were coming up with this list of what what's the narrative, what's the truth, what's the lie about God in this area of culture, you know, if you think if those kids thought that I was watching, they behaved a different way. Right. Until they matured a little bit. And so in the same way, if you think that either God doesn't exist or at best he doesn't really care about what you're involved in, then of course you're going to do it your way. And to the degree that you think he exists, he doesn't care, or that you just don't think he would have anything relevant to say about sports or about a movie or a song, or you listening to a song or you watching a movie, then you have just pushed him out and you're, basically what you're saying in essence is if there is a God, then he doesn't really care if I have fun or not. And so I get to decide how I'm going to have fun. And it's just, it comes back to almost like an orphan mentality. It's like, I'm on my own here. So let's just do this my way. And when you leave kids to figure out for themselves how to have fun, whether those kids are children or adults, we go back to our most base instincts. 
and is not pretty at best. And it, at worst, it's just full of addictions and perversion and things that lead down a path to death. And they might seem for the moment innocent and silly and fun, but basically we're saying God doesn't want us to have fun, so we're going to have fun without him. And we we right. are, we define fun in the worst kinds of ways when we're left to ourselves. And it, so it's not that it's not it's not just that God is like, you know, I need you to be holy in all areas of your life. And so you can only make Christian movies and you can only sing yeah. Christian songs and holy, holy, holy. You know, it's all got to be holy. No, he actually wired us to need to have fun. Yeah. But like anything else in life, he knows what kind of fun won't destroy us. It's because he actually does care. So the echoing a new narrative is the opposite of that. The new narrative that we are called to echo in all the ways that we participate in arts and entertainment is God wants us to enjoy life. So when you go at it with the assumption, God wants us to enjoy life, then you bring God into that area of culture and you define fun and enjoyment and pleasure the way he does. And it actually is a path that leads to life. Well, and I, it's really, really good there, Elizabeth. And I think, you know, a key area, a key way that even as the church is finally beginning to, okay, recognize, even there's so many that now say, uh, my mountain is a mountain of arts and entertainment. And, and there are some uh, really good key kingdom players being positioned in different ways, as we, we mentioned the chosen even um, and and what they're coming up with, but uh, many others. One of the one of the adjustments we want to be able to make in our mind. This again, Elizabeth talking a lot on presenting joy, being joyful, and you know I can add creativity because uh, that really comes with mm -hmm. presenting joy in the right way. We want to understand that this really is a primary um, assignment for this mountain. We're called to showcase him as creator. Mm -hmm. And we're still with such a par church paradigm that even many who are showing up on this mountain think it's the priority is to share the John 3.16 message that Jesus saves. And, you know, there's only so many ways to show that. And we, we you know, and if, as soon as people, oh, you're just going to end this movie with a, an appeal for it, we come across as some kind of swarmy uh, sales, car salesman. And that's not what's necessary. If, if it can be done in a creative, good way, great. Um, but there, there's value in, in kingdom principles, kingdom ways of doing things. And it comes out in several movies. You know, heroism is always good, sacrifice, pressing through, forgiveness. Uh, there is great value on presenting in a creative, attractive way kingdom values, because mm -hmm. ultimately the kingdom values, they're the breadcrumbs that lead to the king. So presenting kingdom values without having to even tell people that's what you're doing. Right. And in some, it doesn't mean every single movie and showing creative presentation needs to not make that final dot connection. But in a lot of ways, it's much more effective. Mm -hmm. It's like if you just do like you lead the horse to water, but you don't actually force the head of the horse into the water. That's, that's what we want to do is uh, present a God who's so attractive a kingdom that's so attractive that people just want to finish uh, the conversation, finish the walk, finish the dot connecting on their own. This is the revelation that we need to uh, gain for ourselves. And for those of you who are already on this uh, mountain of arts entertainment, we want to understand that this is, um, this is what will be highly valued. In, in heaven, they will not be presenting. We're going to be exposed to the creativity of God, but none of it will be attached to, and he died on the cross. Um, it's going to be just like, wow, wow, uh, appropriately enough. We don't have time to go into it, but we, we choose one of the values out of Revelation 5, 12 for each one. There's one with each one of these seven areas, and the one that goes with arts entertainment is glory. Yeah. And glory is that, you know, there's so many ways to define glory, but one of them is that it factor, the wow factor is like, oh my goodness. It's the thing, we get tastes of it. We're watching a movie or there's a great story, 
and you know what something draws you to tears or you get goosebumps uh, on it. it's like wow that just or a moment in a sports competition yes you know it's there somebody's a heroic stand or kick somebody's or, overcoming because they've worked so hard their whole life for that moment it's 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 man at his best god's way yeah and then obviously giving that glory back to god so this you know for those of you uh, really with a with a heart to advance the kingdom through arts entertainment just real don't be driven don't be uh you know bamboozled by a religious spirit that makes you now how do we fit in the john how do we forget fit in john three sixteen? where's where's they when they get to make the the prayer as if there's no um value apart from it you don't need that and and here's an example of that and this is a further extension of the idea of echoing a new narrative. So part of the narrative and part of why does God telling a story even matter? Why does it matter that God wants us to enjoy life? Because everything that God does is an extension of his love for us. Everything he thinks and does is motivated out of literally his love for us. So the point, his point of all of life is that we would know him and how much he loves us. It's really that simple. And so he's established these seven primary simple ways for any human to experience these different aspects of how he loves us. So how does he love us in arts entertainment through this concept that God wants us to enjoy life? It's not an end in itself. It's because of the message that it communicates ultimately to our hearts, even if just on a subconscious level. So what's the message that we, it's one thing to have the right narrative being spoken, but it's another, what message does that correct narrative speak to our hearts? And the narrative, the message that that narrative speaks to our hearts in arts and entertainment is that we are enjoyed. And when you feel enjoyed, there is a dot that begins to be connected, like you said, to if I'm enjoyed, I'm, I'm actually loved. When you don't feel enjoyed by someone, you certainly do not feel loved by them. And God wants us from, you know, throughout our entire lives to have this experience over and over and over again through all the ways that we experience creativity and arts and entertainment and, and competition and all of that. He wants this message to just hit our hearts over and over again. You are enjoyed. Because that's basically what you're doing. When, when somebody is, this is how I define a person's glory. When, when a person does something in such a way that it causes another person to stop and notice and stare at it, that is that person producing glory, the glory that's in arts and entertainment. And so, you know, it could be literally somebody that, um, you know, has, has built this magnificent hotel and you just walk into it and it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. It's something that makes you stop and stare that was an original idea that a person had and they put onto paper. Uh, artwork or that, like we said, a mm -hmm. moment in sports where somebody's lifting that weight and they, you know, bench press, whatever the highest weight that's ever been. It's like, you're seeing something that causes you to stop and stare and take notice. That person has just found their glory. And so what are we doing in that moment? When we see them find their glory, we're enjoying them. Mm -hmm. We're appreciating all that they did to get to that place. And so where when you see someone else being enjoyed because you're enjoying them, it 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 expands the capacity in your heart at least subconsciously to believe I'm enjoying them. I could be enjoyed. It's this it, it's the concept in life in general of enjoyment and enjoyment ultimately of a person and then the idea of God might actually enjoy me. Yeah, that's really good. And if you want to get, for those of you thinking, where's the biblical base for that? Well, it's all over the place, but the most obvious place right up front, even as Elizabeth's talking, is Genesis chapter 1. You know, each one of these areas of society is designed to present a face of God 
um, that is not necessarily revealed in another area. You know, he's God is Papa. We told you about that mountain of family. He's God as communicator, mountain of media. Uh, well, here he's God as creator, the creative one. And Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created. So he is presented to us initially as creator, and he doesn't create man first. The way we know we're enjoyed is he spends six days creating our habitat. And he looks at everything he creates, and he does so with amazing detail and, you know, just even in the few verses of Genesis, you can pick it up that he, he you know, it, it talk, he's the mountains, the trees, the, uh, the streams, the fishes, the birds. And after he would make everything he did and he, and he looked at it, he said, this is good. This is good. So he was making top quality stuff and, and he, he, he's enjoying it. And then after he made the habitat, then he made man. And so we show up and we're like, we, we in the person of Adam and Eve, we're like, oh my goodness, the Garden of Eden original reality. We are enjoyed. Look at all these fruit trees. Look at all these beautiful trees. Look at all these beautiful animals, mountains, streams, flowers, you know, that which heaven will uh, revisit upon us and that which we're called to contend for in whatever measure we can yeah. here on earth. It's all about that very dynamic. And so one of the reasons the, the church's testimony to the world has been so weak. Again, we know how to, do you know where you go, you know? We can't give away what we don't have. And as the church, we've not been convinced not that he enjoys way. us. Yes. Why, why would you value enjoying someone else the right way when you don't feel enjoyed? It, it, that's where it starts. And, and the corrective uh, measure there from the Lord is us to begin to look at him in all these uh, creative ways that, um, different ways, the nuanced ways that we are ad addressing, um, during, during these discussions. And so it is, um, it is just a huge opportunity, uh, for the sons and daughters of the King, understanding that Satan has no true creativity. He can only copy and distort. You must understand that our creator, he is the creator. There is no other creator. Um, and, and he put that part of himself in us. And so it's, it's the component that we have that not even angels and for sure not demons and for sure not Satan. He can only copy, distort, but he has put that we are in his image and that's in us. And he would like that part of his image to show up. And, and um, in doing so, it will bring uh, just, uh, it'll bring home as nothing else, like none of the other mountains do. There is something, I think most of us will agree, there's a, there's a reason we want to go to. We want to see a good show, read a good, one of the creative arts, mm -hmm. that's what makes us feel. That's where we feel something. Yeah. We feel in touch with something and 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 a connection with the divine if, the, if it's done uh, good enough. Mm -hmm. And we now have, we, we understand that, you know, the counterfeit versus the real, if, if you're, if it's not coming to your imagination, you can think in just such uh, uh, basic terms as, you know, good comedy, bad comedy. You have, you know, we'll say the world's um, comedy. I don't know if we want to call it that way, but often it's like you have, it has to be crude, the F-bomb, you, you know, it just has to be that. And that's, that's the entertainment is is throwing that around, and so it's like a guttural um, laugh and entertainment that's that's there. I'm not saying there's not at some point an appropriate where an off color word can come in there, but we really do love, um, you know, the comedians. What's the name of? We have our own national Nate. Uh, well, I don't think a lot of people may not realize. I forget his name, but Bart, Bart Saul, Bart Nate, somebody. Anyway, I, a lot of people don't realize. You might not either, but. The Chosen is a production of Angel Studios. So that was their first thing that they produced, I think. But they also have, um, they know that they want to expand in other ways of entertaining. And so the dry bar comedy, you know, when you yeah, yeah. all dry bar comedy, from what I understand, is from the Angel Studios. No way. Yeah. So that was one of their big projects. And then they've got several others that are like little kids shows. And there's a comedy one that I started watching. I can't remember what the name of it is. It's similar to kind of like The Office, 
I don't know if you watched any of that with me. It was really funny. Yeah. Just slapstick. Not saying, we're not saying the office is kingdom by any means. No, all. I'm <laughs> saying this is a kingdom version of that. Yeah. All from all of it is from Angel Studios and it's on their Angel Studios app. So you can watch it. There's like, there's enough good stuff out there where we really don't have to compromise and be entertained and give our money and our attention and our time to things that we shouldn't. I think another thing that's important to bring up is just like anything in our lives that's from God, if if the enemy, Satan, can't keep you from it, then he pushes you too far in it. So for example, you know, especially this generation, because like you said, we have everything at our fingertips all the time. And, you know, for us, it was when I was little, it was literally three channels on a black and white TV. And then that, you know, expanded. And then I remember I would love to get sick and stay home from school because I could literally watch my shows all day long. You know, that was like a big deal. Well, now it's like, who knew it could even get worse than that? Like it is, it's a hundred channels. Yeah. It's, it's, it's limitless entertainment from anywhere almost in the world. So the enemy pushes us too far in that even if you're not watching horrible stuff or whatever, it's so easy. They literally design social media, this constant swiping for, to give us that um, dopamine rush that comes when we enjoy something. And it literally will burn out your ability to create enough dopamine in your body. If if you are constantly getting a dopamine hit, dopamine hit, dopamine hit by just entertainment, 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 take me on to the next thing. Not only does it deplete your dopamine, your ability to experience pleasure, because we weren't meant to have it all day long. No, right. We weren't meant to be entertained all day long. We weren't meant to be enjoyed all day long. Like there's... Everything in the right measure with God. That's biblical. It says not given to pleasure. It speaks of not being given to pleasures. Hmm. So in his presence is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. But being given to means you just live for pleasure. It'd be like instead of just the chocolate at the end of a meal, that that was the perfect chocolate, that that's your meal three times a day and in between snacks. Now you're getting a little too I know, in I my a business. Closer. No, no, no. It's not, <laughs> even with uh, as much chocolate as you like, it's... it's no, I'm backing off. But anyway, so back to, the other thing with the dopamine hit is not only does it deplete your ability to create more dopamine and, and feel pleasure and feel happy, you know, when you're supposed to feel happy, but it also um, seriously affects your ability to focus on anything for longer than what, like 30 seconds. And that affects every area of your life, relationships, um, what you can learn, therefore what you can do and be in life. If you can't focus and concentrate on something more than 30 seconds and you're just off to the next thing. So the enemy is literally using this area of culture, not just through compromise and, um, you know, seductive, perversion and all that but he's he's using creating an ADHD culture yeah really and we we need to we need to get solutions for this area of culture all right with this series echoing a new narrative in each of the mountains every other week as we've been saying we're doing an interview in between that um correlates to the mountain that we just covered. So we're on arts and entertainment. So this comes out on a Friday. The next Friday after, we will post an interview that I already did with a couple that is literally on the front lines of what God is doing and pioneering in our generation with arts and entertainment. And um, their names are Matt or Matthew and Joy Thayer. for example, he is a, they're a neat couple, but he is a um, director. He's a director and she's a producer. And they worked on um, several documentaries. One of them you may have seen called The Trump I Know. Um, they, uh, the movie called Unplanned about Abby yeah. Johnson's life. Was really- that her that? produced it she produced it she actually also played a part in it joy did 
Um, they're just there's a bunch multiple. Of them. Yeah, they've done and they do commercials and stuff for like really um, well known uh, companies, organizations, etc. They're they've been very successful in this area. But they're currently working on producing something um, that I believe would would be through, if I remember correctly, through Angel Studios. So it's something really weighty, and I don't want to get into it because I don't remember what part of it I'm right. allowed to say and not say. But right. we do talk about it in the interview. The interview is incredible. So make sure that you follow up by watching that interview next week when it comes out. Um, it's just so... It's, it's just, these are a one-two punch because we discuss the, the new narrative in each area of culture, but it's a total different thing to get that second punch of the people that are actually there doing it in their own words. And they have so much wisdom and insight. And, and it's, it's very encouraging to hear from someone that's actually beginning to make a difference in this area of culture. So you will love that interview. But through that interview, I started realizing that probably the number one need right now in this area of arts and entertainment is kingdom financing. Mm -hmm. And I just want to challenge and encourage you, whether it's, you know, like we said, watching the different programs that come out on Angel Studios like The Chosen and paying it forward by putting money towards that. Or some of you, like literally, you know that your business was meant to fund huge kingdom projects it could be very tempting to want to, what do they call it? ROI, return on investment, to want a return on investment where you can easily connect it to um, souls saved or maybe even, you know, people fed or clothed. Some of the more obvious ways, ways of that, thinking you, of ministry. that you think of ministry, you think <laughs> of the kingdom advancing. But I, I want to challenge you. We want to challenge you to look at kingdom projects. And actually, the Thayers are a great place to invest and to look into. And they'll mention a couple of their projects on the interview. And we'll have um, we'll have ways that you can contact them. But how fun would that be? If you are somebody that is stewarding millions of dollars or maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars that you know you're supposed to sow into kingdom projects, but you could actually be a co-producer in something where you get behind a project. Can you imagine if you'd been one of the early funders in a in the, you know, we're all, they're paying it forward with the chosen, but yeah. what if you were one of the early funders where you got the opportunity to give a million or two towards that and now look at, you know, what it's done. The It's literally, I believe, a part of the revival movement that we're seeing right now and that is going to continue in the earth exponentially because of how good it is. So look for those people. Maybe you're called to, by the Spirit, recognize a teenager who's called to sports, who doesn't have the finances to, you know, take all the lessons or the training they're supposed to have. And, and Holy Spirit speaks to you about that child. And, you know, you just know you're supposed to help fund them and, and see them get into a place where eventually they're the quarterback that that has the voice um, that that speaks truth and in, in those that follow them on sports. Yeah, no, this is so good. And want to hang on there for a moment. You know, I believe really kingdom billionaires, um, this is where the Lord's going to begin to release more. And if any of you have that call, any of you already there, you have to consider this mountain. It's definitely, I think probably it is the most expensive of the mountains. Mm -hmm. And it's where billions can go uh, even fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. And and this is, <clears throat> this is, um, this is key, a key place for a kingdom investment. And I believe where there's going to be a great favor uh, from the Lord. Unfortunately, the sad story behind, we've mentioned the Illuminati and Hollywood and the elite, but this really is true for all seven mountains, but it's, it's kind of the most true for the mountain of arts and entertainment, is anyone with talent that as they're climbing, they do get approached by the dark side. And basically the dark side approaches, you align with us, give us something that we can blackmail you with, we will give you the money and the connections to move forward. And so unfortunately, most everybody, you know, it's not 
but a high percent, probably better than 90% of everybody we love or have loved, our stars, those who are most excellent in sports. Uh, this, this, is, this is for sports stars as well. They have been approached and most likely already in some way been blackmailed. And when you're blackmailed, you kind of lost your ability to be a testimony to advance the kingdom of God. It takes incredible courageousness to break that and to the degree, depending how bad the blackmail is. And so we really need to, we, we, you know, to counter uh, the enemy there, we really have to have billionaire, kingdom billionaire gatekeepers who are assisting these that clearly show unique glory and talent and creativity from God. And so they don't have to sell out to Jezebel. They don't have to sell out to the dark side. And this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It's just an invitation for all of you to, uh, for all of us to begin to think in this way and to value it. Uh, you all know, most of you know that, you know, what happens most nights is just common. Even among our spirit-filled niche, it's going to be, you know, go to bed at night and it's a good time to Netflix, uh, Amazon, Prime Vision, something. There's some program you're going to watch. There's an entertainment uh, factor there that are being used even to wind down uh, um, for, you know, good families, good people and all that. And so you have to be able to change your valuization um, of, of, of thinking only, well, how many people got saved? Did they get fed? We want to keep, you know, doing the wells and the orphans, and we want to do all that. It's not about stopping that, but understanding that this has an ability mm -hmm. to really bring change. The, all those of you who have seen The Chosen, I'm sure you've seen, there's something, there's the story, and then it being on screen, and it being done right, and it being done uh, with excellent. excellence and some creativity. Where they come out of the lines, you got to get over the uh, the religiosity of, well, that didn't say exactly that in the Bible, but it's like, could it have? Yes. So then you just get over that and you're like, this, this is, this is really good. Elizabeth, I think it's a good time, uh, you know, just to tell about part of what we've got coming up is the, uh, the Restore 7 TV, yeah, yeah. which is really that idea to be some uh, kingdom Netflix version where we have really something that... Uh, well, eventually uh, this this episode will be on... Everything that we produce will be on um, a platform called Restore 7 TV. Tell me, yeah. And um, we kind of hesitate to talk about it sometimes because we, we want to actually just put it out there. And so sometimes when you talk about it, it's like, well, wh when will it ever be done, you know? But technology and all of that, we're just a small team here. So things take us always longer than we planned. But, but it's moving. It's, it's moving. It's so close to being done. But Restore 7 TV is an online streaming platform where we have to start with um, over 40 content creators. That's People, what we already have. Yeah. And, and that's in addition to everything that he and I do being on the platform. Um, eventually, our Rise course, which I'm going to tell you about in just a second, the Rise course will be on there as well. Um, and we're pretty sure at this point, rather than, than it being subscription-based, it's probably going to be donation-based, uh, kind of like the, the pay-it-forward type thing that The Chosen is yeah. doing. And um, separate than donations for the Restore 7 ministry. So it's kind of its own thing. Mm -hmm. But the purpose of that is we want to bless the content creators that are putting their content on there. Right. And we've hand chosen them. We'll continue to do that. But people that we feel like what's different than this, than like even the angel studios or whatever, our parameters for the content that goes on there is we want to make sure that in some way it is showcasing either someone that is called to a particular area of culture, how they're doing it or how they're doing it. So, you know, we're going to have some comedians on there that we feel like are examples of if you're a comedian and you want to do this God's way, here's what it could look like. Um, we want to have cooking shows on there, nutrition shows. We want to have, we've got people on there that of um, this one incredible couple that it's a it's like a reality show and it follows them through their journey, but they literally live in a pink RV and the entire inside and outside is pink, except for their one cat that's black. <laughs> but they love Jesus and they're called to arts entertainment and they're doing it in such a creative, out of the box kind of and way. That's and what we we're just looking for. Wanted yeah. this reality show to just follow them and show 
how they're doing what they're doing. She's a professional dancer. And anyway, the entertainment value has to be there. And that's what's that's what's important. Yes, we want it to be kingdom. But, you but know, we somebody... want you entertained while, you're, while yes. you're watching it. But then some of it will just be like ours and we're teaching um, yeah. and teaching we're towards. Sometimes we're entertaining, I guess. I don't know. Not really. Not I'm really. pretty entertained by you, really, most oh. of the time. Wow, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, interrupt. Anyway, right. so um, some of the content on there is, for example, uh, there's a, a young couple that has decided to kind of set up a homestead and they have little boys and they're, um, they've renovated this house and it's just the whole process of who they are as a young family choosing to kind of live off the grid a little bit and homeschooling and and then just you know but talking in through, a very creative fun yeah watchable you're, way you're entertained but it but it teaches you if that's what you want to do you're you're inspired by this young couple there's just a variety of all kinds of entertainment on there and courses and teaching and etc but we're we're wanting to have a percentage based on how many views each person's episode gets they will be receiving um some uh finances back from restore seven for the content that they produced and put on there because we feel like in this area of arts entertainment a lot of they, they're starving artists for a reason. They say that because you usually your creativity doesn't doesn't fund you. And so we really want to make sure that we're honoring their creativity and their content by giving you opportunity to give in a way that would directly benefit the people that you're watching. And then also those same people um, are invited to have a place on our app, the Rise app where you can go into the app and interact with them and ask them questions about the episode that you just watched of theirs, et cetera. So um, we're really excited about that. Yeah. There were two quick people I wanted to highlight to you that we'll let you know when Restore 7 TV launches. Believe me, you will be seeing it and when the Rise app um, launches completely. So the two people I wanted to highlight, one is a friend of ours, um, Mark, who is in the process of um, writing a book and we're we're uh, going to be part of his publishing team and we're gonna be promoting this book heavily to you guys. He's a businessman and he and his wife, he, even before he met his wife, this is back to the financing kingdom adventures. He was a college student and a man came and spoke to a small group that he was in and said what the what what God needs more than anything else are people who are willing to finance kingdom things. And he just, in that moment, he decided within himself, that's me. And I am going to live my life to see how much I can give away and fund the kingdom. And he writes this book that we're going to be promoting of his is his life story of how he has done that. But it basically started with him stewarding over just a little bit at a time. He was given a, a, a little chunk of money from his grandfather. I think it was like $5,000 when it meant it was, something. It was $10,000. Okay. And so it was like enough that could have like really changed and impacted his life back in the day. But he, because he had just made that decision with the Lord, he immediately gave that money away. Because that, that was what I'm going to give. And you see through his life and as he married his wife, decisions that they have made over and over and over again to give, to give, to give, to very specific things that they felt like God wanted them to give to and how God would just bless them back again. And, and there was nothing in life that projected they would be in the place they're in financially right now and to have given as much as they've given which Other is, than that decision that he made, and he just kept being a good steward over it. It wasn't like, how can I check off the box and give a 10% tithe? It was like, I want, I want to fund large things, and they are now because... They started with the small amounts that God trusted them with. The other person I wanted to point out really quickly was, um, I'll remember as soon as we turn the camera off, but whatever. Yeah. It's all good. Anyway, well, I think that's um, that was good. That's good. And so this is such a key time 
and and we just uh, we're I, I feel the excitement from from the Holy Spirit, uh, from from the whole Trinity, the angels, <laughs> from all heaven's all court. Heaven. That, that like. Oh my goodness! We're gonna finally get a chance to show off yeah, who don't we you feel are. Because this is like it's where he's been underrepresented the most. Yeah. We've told about him being redeemer um, thoroughly, and it's still to be celebrated over and over yeah. and over again. But we have so uh, we've told talked to him about being the Papa who accepts you a little bit, um, but we've really just undersold, not understood him as as creator. Mm-hmm. And his creative, uh, his creative bent, and his creative drive, and you know, I've said I won't go into it now, but how he's a compulsive creative, mm-hmm. and that's just who he is. And so, we we want to be those who can showcase that on earth. So, all right, Elizabeth, I think we just pray together. Yeah. Closing. You ready for that? Yeah. Okay. Are you praying or am I praying? I'm not sure. <laughs> Looks like you took a breath, like you're ready you to go. You did too. Okay, I'll pray. <laughs> Lord, we just thank you for uh, this privilege to talk about you and talk about this aspect mm-hmm. of who you are, the God of creativity, mm-hmm. the God of joy, the God who enjoys us, the God who wants um, to see um, his glory reproduced on earth in this kind of way, the glory of, uh, of your creativity, of your joys, of your, uh, your ability to um, even produce the most amazing stories ever thought of and how you have these available for your sons and daughters. Lord, we just pray for those that are listening and watching right now that whatever, whether they already have a call to the mountain of arts entertainment, if they do, Lord, let there be a fresh impartation of of your fire for that mountain, for the creativity they're called to express. And Lord, for those who, uh, who are you know, in a position to be able to fund or finance this at whatever level. Mm-hmm. Lord, we know that, that uh, there's some of us called to fund and finance things just according to the maybe diminished level compared to the need there. But then, Lord, would you begin to raise up these uh, these great kingdom funders and financiers of, of your pro- projects, your kingdom projects on the Mountain of Arts and Entertainment. And Lord, it is our desire. We know we're going to see it. Habakkuk 2.14, the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. This part is going to be known throughout the whole earth, that you are the God of great joy, the God with great sense of humor, the great laughter, the contagious laughter, uh, the God with creativity so stunning both in art and pictures and, mm. and every creative form just to take our breath away, to cause us to have goosebumps, to cause tears to come to our eyes. That's who you are and that's who you desire to be seen as through your sons and daughters on earth. Your glory will be seen on us. Arise, shine, the light has come, the glory of the Lord has risen on us. You want to do this through us. That's your great joy is that the part of your image Uh, that expresses creativity would be revealed here on planet earth. So we thank you for all this, Lord. We bless you for what you're doing. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I just feel to pray one quick thing. Um, You know, when we're young, we we all of us were meant to to, uh, reflect ongoing this aspect of God as creator. We weren't you know, it's not that just only some people are meant to be creative. We all were meant to be creative and to know how enjoyed we are by God. And something usually happens pretty young where we we produce something, something we draw or something we dance or do, or we're in sports and we have a bad experience. And maybe we're awkward and we're a young boy who tried to participate because our father wanted us to. And we just we're never good at it. And it just ended up being humiliating or there's so many scenarios that we all experienced as young kids. And, um, and it just, it dings that part of our, our image of God that we were created to, to have and to be a reflection of. And so I just feel to pray, God, would you come into those places in our hearts? Um, even if we're not called to like be something on, the mountain of arts entertainment, but just, just to keep that creative flow in each one of us going, because that's who you are. We ask that you would heal those places in our hearts that took a hit 
and um, that caused us to shut down in our creativity and more importantly, caused us to not feel enjoyed by you and feel like we were less than and like we have to be something other than who we are to ever really feel like you enjoy us. And so God, we ask you to heal those places in our hearts and um, we give you permission to just, just bring truth to where those lies came in. And more than anything, God, would you just supernaturally right now for those who need it, allow them maybe for the first time in their life to feel how much you actually enjoy them like they are, who they are, fully themselves. You are enjoyed by God. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. All right. So the whole thing where you got to subscribe, like, give us thumbs up, all of that, make comments that helps more people be able to see, access um, our videos. So wherever you're watching this, please make sure to do that. Appreciate it so much. And we don't usually mention donations, but if you ever want to donate or find out more about all the other things we have going on or subscribe to our email list, go to restore7.org and you'll find all of that there. So bless you guys and we'll see you on the next Up for discussion. You know, we, we, we didn't do it in echo right, but up for discussion.